Our culture is disintegrating. Hey, pass the salt. It's time. It's time. Hey, you, pass the salt. You know why it's disintegrating? Because we're jellyfish. Hey, pass the salt, will you? Pass the salt. Pass the salt, amigo. It's time. It's time. I think they could give us a new name. I believe we are Evan Jellyfish. Hey, we have pass the salt. Pass the salt. We need salt over here. It's time for pass the salt. Pass the salt. But we like to share the gospel without any backbone to it. See the views, opinions, and seemingly outrageous comments expressed on this program are based on the Holy Spirit leading of a man called Coach. I gotta ask you this out there, Christian America. It's time for pass the salt with a coach, Dave Dobbenmeyer. Hey, excuse me, so I got to confess to you that uh, I'm in a pretty good mood today. Got a good reason to be in a pretty good mood. I, I noticed something uh, ever since that, that uh, the pandemic hit and I started taking vitamins. Uh, I've noticed this is like the third time I've had a I've had a cough and trying to get on me and it ain't winning. Folks, it, it isn't winning. And I, I, I was just. Thinking about it this morning, because I got up to took my slew handful of vitamins again today. I said, you know what? There's something about a good immune system. There's something about it. I hear you guys. I know you guys hear me every once in a while, you know, call. I, I, I got a raspy voice. I cough all the time anyway. But, but uh, I'm, you know, a, a, a lung cough, something in my lung cough. And it's been, it's been trying to do that for me to, for about six or seven days. And it isn't winning. It, it's, it, it is amazing. Immune system, baby. Immune system. Get your immune system up. Vitamin one a day. Vitamins, all that. Kind of, uh, no, no, no. My life. Hey, my life changed when uh, Joe uh, Esposito came out here and brought Ken Juan with him. And Ken Juan and Joe were taking vitamins. This is before the pandemic. They were taking vitamins. I said, "What? Oh yeah, I take them every day." I kept taking vitamins. He had a he had a big vial, not a vial, but a little thing. Pulling them out, taking those. I thought, "What the heck?" And then I got thinking about the crap I eat processed food and so yeah no wonder no one huh so i just want i want to thank the lord for that this morning and uh, i'll get you to you to you there in a second doc just a second and then i got to thank the lord for this a freaking miracle happened yesterday two miracles happened number one i built something at sky high that i never could have done it and i just made the determination i'm going to do it that wasn't a big project <laughs> but it was a project and I did it, and it worked, and it doesn't really, doesn't even, I mean, it doesn't look like some expert did it, but it's functional, doesn't look like crap. I did that. And then, are you ready? I was so pumped up after having done that, I said, I'm going to go home and fix that damn mower. I'm going to go fix mm. that mower. So I jumped in my car, and I drove into town, and I went to the mower repair place, and I walked into there. There's a repair guy looking at me. I said, listen, I got one question for you. I says, uh, got a big zero-turn mower. I hit that PTO. I hear the click. Blades don't spin. What's going on? And he just kind of looked at me. I said, if I brought it into you, how long would it be? He said, two and a half weeks. I about fell over. I said, I ain't got two and a half weeks. What, what could it be? And he said, well, let me tell you this, bud. He said, if you click that PTO and you hear that thing click and it doesn't run, it ain't a clutch. You either, got a, you either got a belt problem or you got yourself a spring problem. I said, thank you, sir. That's all I need to know. Because when I go home, and when initially I'm looking at my mower, I don't even, I can't, I'm not sure I know the tires from the blades. You know what I'm talking about? I don't know anything about doing this kind of stuff. So he's, he told me, he said, it's either the belt. I know what that is. And it's, or it's the spring. And I know what that is. So I got underneath my daggone mower 
And wouldn't you know something? I get under there and I find out here's a little thing that's popped off. It's popped off. And I pull that thing, put it back in it, stick a nail in it. Because I had a little had a little uh, pin that, that was missing. Put a nail in it. Tried it again. It didn't work. I noticed the blades. I straightened up the blades and it didn't work. And, and, and then I, I started looking for that spring. Where's that spring that he's talking about? Maybe I need a new spring. And I thought, huh. Hmm. So I went up to where the mower quit working on me. And what do you suppose I find laying right there in the grass? That big spring laying in the grass. And the moral of the story is I was mowing on that thing last night. Now you asked my wife. That's, that's like producing another child that I was able to do that. So I am excited today. God's doing, doing the See, Good job, coach. Ooh. Boy, listen, listen, this is, this is what it is. This is really what it is. Much of what we're dealing with, folks, is the fog of war. The fog of war. And by that, I mean this. You don't even know where to shoot. You don't know who to shoot. You don't know where to shoot. You don't know what direction to shoot. You don't know what to shoot. We don't know what to do. We're overwhelmed by the fog of war. But when I went to that guy and he said, it's either the belt or it's the blade, he focused me. He focused me. And I got under that thing and I followed the belt. And I got under that thing and I looked for that spring. I said, my goodness, that spring isn't there. And that's simple. I was able to fix it. But how many of you feel in your, in your spiritual walk in particular, you're in the fog of war. You don't have any idea where to turn, what to do, who to look for. What to, you don't have any idea how to do it. And the Apostle Paul said, this one thing I do, this one thing I do. So I determined yesterday that I wasn't going to sit on my couch and worry about what's wrong with the mower and who can fix the mower. This one thing I was going to do, I was going to have that damn thing running by the time I went to bed. And I did. I did. So this applies. Folks, there are spiritual lessons everywhere we look. Everywhere we look. The simplicity of our lives in this war that we're in, in this fog of war. This is so simple. So I'm patting myself on the back. I fixed that. Believe it. Come on in, Paul. So you got your hand up already. Yeah, I can't help it, Coach. Man, you're 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 on fire again. So, I, as far as the vitamin thing, I, I'd be cautioned with people because not all companies are the same, and you don't you don't want to just be putting anything in your mouth. So please give me a call if you have an issue. Um, the other thing is, in the uh, Civil War, twenty eight percent of the people died of believe it or not, smallpox. That was a that's the first mass vaccination. And the reason why I'm bringing this up is the people that were dying were the people in the fog of war. They were they were malnutrition. They wouldn't. They, they were killing their brother. There was such a spiritual hell going on there. Uh, and the reason why I know that is my founder Andrew Taylor. Still, he was an MD in those days, and he came up with this anti-vax thing. Way back then. And the reason is, is he puts God first. He doesn't attribute his skills to man. He, he has a prayer that attributes, if you ever heard my prayer on one of my websites, you'll hear it. Attributes it to God, his healing abilities, and he talks Amen. about the spirit. And I'm going to tell you something. That's why they put DOs in prison for the last 80 years. Anyway, Amen. Thank you, Amen. Hey, folks, legalize Jesus. This this is the war that is being fought in front of us. Whether you whether you, I, I don't know if you saw my Brideon show yesterday. I don't. I mean, I'm not saying it because you, you're supposed to watch my Brideon show, 
But my, I used my Bridie Island show yesterday to walk people through the lie of the separation between the church and state. It is so obvious, folks, so obvious that the Luciferian, somewhere along the line, wanted to do everything they can to move the power of the name of Jesus Christ out of our government. And that's what they've, that's what they've done. Did you know that? I, I didn't know this until yesterday. I studied at the Everson versus the Board of Education where they threw prayer out of the schools. It was only a 5-4 vote. It was only 5-4. And our, our whole society changed on that, on that lie. And isn't it amazing today? You see those lefties, those Luciferian lefties are upset because they're about to overturn Roe versus Wade. Well, they didn't, they didn't get mad when they overturned uh, Jim Crow. They didn't get mad about that, did they? And no, no. So sometimes you make mistakes and, and, the, and you, have to, you have to correct them, right? So, God, we're in a, we're in a fog of war. John Diamond's up for election today, I think. I think so. Van Story, you up for election today? Is election day out there where you guys are? Be praying, be praying for those two guys. I think it is. I could be wrong. Okay. Um, mine's, think, mine's August second. August second. Thanks, Kevin. We'll be praying for Kevin. By the way, he needs some money. Send him some money. Send. Come on, man. Come on, uh, folks. Listen, I, I, I gotta say this. The Lord prompted me twice. I, I, I just want. I don't. I don't know if I've ever met this guy, uh, uh, Stephen uh, Remini. Stephen Remini. Stephen, I don't know if you're listening right now. I appreciate it. Stephen dropped $1,300 into, into Pass Assault yesterday. Bro. I want you to know, uh, Stephen, uh, we need it. I appreciate you appreciate you doing it. And all, all the others that gave 10, 20, 30, I appreciate you all. I appreciate it. We can't do what we do without that. So, hey, you got some extra money? Throw it to Craig Abkemeyer. Huh? How many Craig Abkemeyers are there in, in America sitting around with nobody to plug into? And I, I had somebody tell me the other day, they said, Coach, uh, I want you to know that if I go into the nursing home, there isn't anybody for me. There isn't anybody for me. And that's what Craig is, really. Craig has family, but not really. They're not watching over him. And so uh, this is where acting, functioning the way a body should function. And I don't know about you. I would personally, I would rather give uh, fifty dollars to Craig, and give up uh, give up Star, Star Starbucks for a week. I, that that if that's if that's your option, you don't know what to do. Give up freaking Starbucks and give Craig fifty bucks. That, that's that's what I would do. That's, I mean, right? And so I just want to again salute all of you out there. This is this, this, this is a big, this is a big team, man. This is a big big team, and it's also easy for us all to get lost in the shuffle, right? Because I know right now, just even as I'm talking right now, there are a lot of needs out there. There are a lot of needs. And I can't sit here behind this camera and meet all of your needs. But uh, we want to try to. And I, I want you to know this. Uh, we don't want anybody going into a nursing home and nobody helping them. We, we, don't, we don't want that to happen. We don't want that to happen. So that's part of what this network's all about. You say, Coach, listen, I'm in Missouri, and they're, I'm, I'm going to uh, – uh, you have anybody in Missouri, Coach? We have, yeah, we do. Yeah, we do. We do. And so um, I just salute all of you guys. And I, so I'm looking. See, I can go to my chart right now. It shows me who, who, who gave. And I just, Stevens popped out at me. He gave me, he gave 1,000 last month, I think. I mean, I don't know. I, don't, I thank you, Steve. I just thank all of you. And uh, we are, we're coming in a time. Uh, I'm going to pop the clutch. Here at uh, Coach Dave Live, I'm popping the clutch. Now's the time, baby. Now, now's the time. Now's the time. We are we are in the midst of we're beginning walking into the fog of war right now. 
right now. And so I think all of us need to be really, really kind of refocusing our lives, looking around and say, okay, this matters and this doesn't, and this doesn't, and this doesn't. And so I'm going to take care of this and this. Because, again, again this, Paul said, this one thing that I do, this one thing that I do, and uh, uh, we, have to, we have to be focused on that. Okay, I don't want to talk. I'm not talking. Hey, listen, another thing. I, I got it right here. Uh, Paul Gosling, he never asked me to do this. Paul Gosling needs some help at the Patriot Health. You can, you can go online, gabrielhealthministry.com, gabrielhealthministry.com, and you can send Paul $25 a month, and he would be available to answer every one of your medical questions that you would have, every one of them, folks. And not only would you be uh, supporting a good guy in a, who's in the midst of the battle, but you then wouldn't feel guilty if you had to pick him up and say, hey, Paul, call Paul and say, hey, Paul, what do, I, what do I need to do here? And he'll tell you. He'll tell you what to do. You need to go get this and this and this and this. $25 a month. And you could you could be you could be supporting our brother and help yourself. So that's at Patriot Health. No, Gabriel's Health. I'm sorry, Paul. Gabriel's Health Ministry.com. Gabriel's Health Ministry. Put that uh, in the chat. And then it's up to you if you want to do it. Support the guy just because support him if you want to do that. But then you don't feel guilty about picking up the phone saying, Hey Paul, listen, I got this growth here on the side of my what should I do? And he would say, "Well, do this, try this." So uh, uh, we su- we support Paul. He's in the midst. He's in the midst of the freaking war, baby. <laughs> he's in the midst of it, and we can't we can't uh, can't muzzle the ox. Final thing, and then we'll get get rolling here. I haven't done a really good job on the calendar. There's a lot going on, but we're having our annual here at Skyhill on June 24, 25, 26. And I would, folks, if you want to have a great time, make a plan to come and be with us on June 24, 25, and 26 at Sky High. You can camp in a camper. You can pull a camper if you want to. You can sleep in a tent. You can get a hotel. You can do whatever. And I don't have it all locked up yet exactly what the trainings are we're going to do, but the fellowship will be rich. I promise you that. Uh, I haven't come up with We're probably going to charge 50 bucks. I'm, I don't, I'm just throwing that number out. We provide all your food for you. Uh, you got to provide your own housing and transportation. But we do this annually. On June 24, 25, and 26. June 24, 25, 26. Plan a vacation and come and be part of it. Because you'll get to look eyeball to eyeball with these people that are that are in this queue. So, again, I'll get more information up. Mark your calendars. Set it aside. June 20. Grab your wife and make a little vacation and come for a weekend. June 24, 25, and 26. And, uh... We'll get some information as far as hotels. I might even give you a boat ride if you're all good to us, if I can afford gas, if there is any gas. I filled that tank up half a tank the other day, $150 for a half a tank. Of, golly. thing been sitting in, in – in it's just a pontoon boat. Been sitting in shelter in storage. I get it out. It's got a half tank. I thought, well, maybe I'll fill it up. 150 bucks, half a tank? I didn't even, I didn't even look at it, how much it was per gallon. Hey, it's going to get worse. <laughs> it's going to get worse. Isn't that great? It's going to get worse. Pray for Steve Deck today. Myra, they're on a – that's what I love about this team. <clears throat> You're allowed to play your own games. You're allowed to have your own home game. You don't need my approval. You don't need the approval of the government. You say, you know what? Steve Deck and Myra today – they're going to go stake something. Now, I'm not going to tell you what they're going to go stake, but they're going to go do it. 
And last week, Craig, Rusty, Myra, they were out. What are you staking? What, what, what little thing? Can you understand the multiplication effect of everybody in this queue saying, you know what? This week, I'm going to go walk and stake one place this week. One place. And I said this before we went on the air in the, in the pre-show. We're not asking you to go blow up a power plant, all right? But we are asking you to go cut down a telephone pole because the power runs through that pole. Those, those poles are out in front of your house. You ever, in the middle of a storm, you lose your power because why? A tree fell on that wire and cut the power? Well, let's cut some cords. Let's cut some cords. Wherever you are, go cut some cords. It's so simple. You go walk, and you say a prayer, read a few things on the Bible, talk about the authority of God, and pound the stake into the ground. It's not the stake. It's not the stake. It's the affirmation. This land belongs to God. Dang, 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 dang. It could be a nail. It could be a piece of wood. It could be whatever. Do it. Do it at your courthouse or your school. Or how about this one? Your church. Let's go cut their cords. So it says in Psalm 2, doesn't it? Pull up Psalm 2 for me real quick there. I didn't even see who's riding her today. Is it Spencer? Who is it? It's Spence. It's Spence. Psalm 2. Psalm 2. See, there's that cough trying to get on me. It ain't getting it. It ain't winning. Let us break their bands asunder and cast away their cords from us. Cords, 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 power lines. Let's go break some power lines. Come on, man. As Biden would say, come on, man. Going to cut off their cord. They have no power and authority here. I I cut down that pole. All right, cool. Uh, Myra, you ready to roll? Coach, it will be my honor. Then roll. Okay, we'll do. Matthew twenty-eight nineteen to twenty. Therefore, go and make the disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the Hang name on. of the Hang Father. on, Myra. Hang on, Myra. It doesn't say go get people saved, does it? Does it no. say go get people saved? Huh? Is that what it says? Go get the people and get them to walk an aisle and say a prayer. Go get people. Is that what it says, Myra? No. What's it say again? Read that for me again. I will be happy to. Therefore, go and make disciples of disciples. all nations. Make disciples of who, Myra? Of all nations. Of all nations, all ethnicities, all people. Get off your butt and go and make disciples. How do you make disciples, Myra? What's the next verse say? Baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. And teaching them to observe all I've commanded you, along with you always even at the end of the age. Go on. You're doing good. Holy Spirit, you're welcome to coach Dave Huddle and open our hearts to you. Second Timothy 2.14, of these things put them in remembrance, charging them before the Lord that they strive not about words to not profit, but to do the surveying of the hearers. Revelation 19.11, and I saw heaven open and behold a white horse, and he that sat upon him was called faithful and true and righteous. And he doth judge and make war. He sure does. He judges and he makes war. He doesn't pat people on the back and tell them what brave little soldiers they were. Uh-uh. No, 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 no. No, he comes back on a horse. 
Romans 1, 26 to 27, and likewise also the men leaving the natural use of the woman burned in their loss one to another men with men working which is unseemly and receiving it is unseemly and it's sick. Yeah, that's yes. right. Go ahead. And even as uh, even they did not like to retain God, their knowledge, God gave them over to a reprobate mind to do yes, those things which are not convenient. Yep, yep. Uh, first Corinthians 14 8, for if the trumpet give an uncertain sound, who shall prepare himself to the battle? That's right. I'm, I'm, I'm giving a certain trumpet blast and we're preparing ourselves. Go, Myra. Revelation 21 8, but the fearful and unbelieving and the vulnerable and murderers and whomongers and sorcerers and idolaters and all liars and shall have their uh, part in the lake which burneth in fire and brimstone, which is the Ooh, second death. That's the second death. I don't want that one. <laughs> I ain't looking for that one. Second Thessalonians 2 11, and for this cause, God shall send them a strong delusion that they shall believe a lie. Deuteronomy uh, nineteen fourteen. Thou shalt not remove thy neighbor's landmark, which they all time have set thine inheritance, which thou shalt inherit in the land Amen. that the Lord God given and processes it. And the closing verse for Tuesday 5, 17, 2022 is Joshua 1, 9. Have not I commanded thee, be strong and of a good courage. Be not afraid, neither be thou dismayed, for the Lord Thy God with thee, whithsoever thy goest. Amen. Resurrection power, love, and joy unto you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So I got to say this real quick before we move on here. Listen, folks, um, you're not saved from hell. It's a misteaching. You are saved from hell, but you're saved from sin. You are a slave to sin, to your carnal nature. When you get born again, you're saved from you. <laughs> That's a mic drop. That's a mic drop. The gospel is about getting saved from you. It's not avoiding hell. No, 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 no. And I just told my wife this morning, as she got up, this morning, she'd come down and testify. She would tell you this. I said to her, I thank God that every time when you leave this house, I don't have to worry about where you're going. Never in my life, our marriage together, have I ever had to worry not the first second about where you left, where you went when you left this house. And I want you to know this, that in our marriage, you've never had to worry about where I go when I leave this house. Because I'm faithful to you, to our commitment, one to another, and to our king who teaches us to flee from sin. And I said, I can't imagine how many people probably listening to the show right now are burdened by what I just spoke about. Can't trust their spouse, can't trust their kids, can't trust anything that's going on. What a miserable life to live. And you know why I have a good life? Because the Lord saved me from me. You missed it. The Lord saved me from me. He didn't save me from hell. He saved me from me. And when he saved me from me, the blessings that flow. That doesn't mean I don't have hard times. That doesn't mean I didn't say a few bad words when I was kicking that mower. It doesn't mean any of that. No, it doesn't mean that. But it saved me from me. Amen, I don't, Coach. I, I don't get in my car and uh, drive down the road looking for some woman to go bed. I, I don't do that. When I leave, when I go away, for, uh, uh, go speak somewhere or go to part some event, I'm, 
I have, I'm not going looking for some woman. I got one at home. Do you understand how peaceful that makes our home? I don't get, Michelle doesn't get in the car and say, where are you going? Where are you going? I don't have to get in my car and follow. I had a friend one time that uh, had to follow his wife when she left the house. They had to follow her and finally caught her in a tryst. Yeah, yeah. I don't have to follow my wife. She don't have to follow me. You know why? Because the Holy Spirit saved us from, from ourselves. That's the gospel of the kingdom. I'm going to tell you this. There's not a sinner in the world that's enjoying it. Not a one. Not a one. And it isn't that the, God's going to give you a wonderful life. He's going to save you from you. He's going to save you from you. You wretched man that I am, Paul said. Who will deliver me from this body of death? Well, the Holy Spirit delivered me from it. I still, I st- I still get tempted. Oh, come on, man. I'm in the carnal, carnal nature. still there. I'm still there. But the Holy Spirit saved me from me. Anybody say amen? Holy Spirit saved you from you? Anybody say amen on that one? Amen. amen. Hallelujah. Yeah. Save me from me. <laughs> yep, save me from me. Thank you, Lord, for saving me from me. Because then I'd end up in hell, wouldn't I? But how many people want to be saved from themselves? Really? Pastor Payne, come on real quick and get number two ready for me there. Uh, uh, Spencer, go ahead. Morning, Tom. You were talking about cords earlier. Yep. And doesn't the Bible say one can send a thousand to flight, two can yep. send three thousand in a threefold what? Cord is not easily broken, brother. Now, here's the thing. Just what you and Michelle have, my, my wife and I, you're in accord with her. Yeah. The people oh. in the queue, they're there to break some cords, but other cords, that's the life flow. That's the conduit for life. Like a branch, to he is the vine, right? Yep. We're the branches. That cord, yep. we got to be in one accord with one another. Yeah, and that man. cord, yeah. so it's just simply when you're plant, when you're there staking and we're cutting off cords, we're actually connecting to the cord of the spirit. Oh, that's good. Amen. That's good. That's right. We're putting up a new power pole, aren't we? We're tearing and their power that, pole down and we're erecting our own. I never, never look at it that way. <laughs> 5G. We got 5G. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Good word, Tom. Good word. Uh, golly, I'm so full of stuff today. Good stuff. Good stuff. Hey, before we do that, uh, uh, Hunter, I got, uh, how'd you bring that up? Go to number four. Go to number four. And I just want to, re- I just want to read a paragraph here at the end of number four. Be right with you, Dale. Hang on. <clears throat> and I found this. I, I, I check Lou Rockwell every day. I get a lot of good stuff at Lou Rockwell. Uh, I, I especially like this guy named James Kunstler. He says that sinking feeling. He's talking about where the country's headed. Getting that sinking feeling that the things aren't <laughs> things aren't going the right way, right? And he goes on and talks about the fact that you know all that money that, that they want to give the Ukraine is going to end up with Lockheed Martin, General Dynamics, Raytheon, Textron, Boeing. So all that money that we think is going to the Ukraine isn't going to the Ukraine. It's not. <laughs> it isn't going to the Ukraine. Come on. So. Uh, get down to the very bottom of this, uh, Hunter, because t- this really hit me. Uh, re- this really hit, uh, hit me. Right there. No. Yeah, meanwhile. Meanwhile. So he talks about all this stuff in the, this two-card money. Right there, buddy. This two-card money that they're playing with us in far Russia and, and Ukraine and COVID and all these, dis- di- all these diversions and everything that's going on. And James Kunstler asks this. He said, meanwhile... All this crap's going on with this government, and they're cheating us and stealing from us and giving us higher taxes and not giving – they're doing all that crap out there. Well, you know, watch this hand, watch this hand, and then they're doing stuff over here to us. 
Meanwhile, hardships upon hardships pile up bewildering volume and speed in this here federal consortium of states. No baby formula for you. No aborted, non-aborted birthing persons of America. And yet, what bureaucrat in which deep state borough organized a baby formula airlift to the Mexican border for the relief of foreign interlopers of the birthing persuasion. He said, that they're taking away our, our formula and they're sending it to people that aren't even American citizens. Diesel fuels at 6.49 a gallon, meaning pretty soon nobody will get anything, including more diesel. Gasoline's at six bucks, plus zero inventory, new cars. Rest in peace, suburbia. No parts for anything with broken parts. Big holes in those supermarket shelves. Fertilizer at ruinous prices. No water out west. After effects of vaccines killing folks, including from the disease they were vaccinated against. Hordes of foreign nationalists strolling across the southern border, and not a few of them males of military age with perhaps not very wholesome intentions. <clears throat> Financial markets trending down, real estate vortexing, and the FBI-DOJ combo looking to bash down your door and stuff you in a dungeon with neither formal charges nor bail in violation of the Constitution that they now program- programmatically oppose. So he asks this. What will avail in the face of those treacheries and hardships? What are we going to do, he said? Oppose, refuse, and resist. This is getting personal, he says. How many of you, not fully entranced by media psyops, are willing to just say no and no more? That's where we're heading. So I want want to... uh, Play that video from the movie The Patriot. This this gets me every time I I've, I've, every time I watch this this video. This is so powerful. This is this is 2021. What is year is it? 22. 2022 in the American church. This right now. This is could be lived out right now today in the American church. Go ahead and play it. Reverend, with your permission, I'd like to make an announcement. Young man, this is a house of God. I understand that, Reverend. I apologize. The South Carolina militia is being called up. I'm here to enlist every man willing. Son, we are here to pray for the souls of those men hanging outside. Yes, pray for them. But honor them by taking up arms with us and bring more suffering to this town? King George can hang those men, our friends. He can hang any one of us. Dan Scott, barely a week ago, I heard you rail for two hours about independence. And? Mr. Hardwick, how many times have I heard you speak of freedom at my father's table? Half the men in this church, including you, Father, and you, Reverend, are as ardent patriots as I. Will you now, when you are needed most, stop at only words? Is that the sort of men you are? 
ask only that you act upon the beliefs of which you have so strongly spoken and in which you so strongly believe. Who's with us? Did you notice how surprised the pastor was that his men wanted to fight? Roll that, roll that back about 30 seconds. And look at the look on the face of the pastor. Go ahead. He's surprised his men want to fight. permission to write to Anne. Hey? May I have permission to write Anne? Yes. You have permission to write me. Write her. <laughs> Very well. Thank you, sir. <coughs> Reverend? The shepherd must tend his flock. And at times, fight off the wolves. Amen. Notice that the men moved the pastor. The pastor didn't move the men. Amen. Huh? That's a boy. That's a powerful segment. I almost put that back up there, Spencer. You must be reading my mind. <clears throat> I get right with you. Hang on. The percentage of Christian pastors that possess a biblical worldview. This is in George Barna. All Christian pastors, only 37% of them, American pastors, have a biblical worldview. According to George Barna. Senior lead pastors, the head pastor, only 41% of them in America have a biblical worldview. Only 28% of associate or assistant pastors. He's just about doing a job. He got a job. The teaching pastor, according to George Barner, 
only 13% of teaching pastors have a biblical worldview. 12%, 12% of children's youth ministers. Think about this. Only 12% of them have a biblical worldview. And look at the head honcho, the CEO of the church. Only 4% of them have a biblical worldview. And we're waiting for them to lead. They ain't going to do it. They ain't going to do it. We have to lead them. Come on in, Dale. Well, brother, you know, you're, you're nailing right on the head. There's two things. I, I was going to go back to what you were talking about, just the beautiful unity of your wife. But the fact of the matter, one thing you probably will never see in America is a scene like that inside of a church. They would have, the pastor would have shut down the service and had his gulags come and pull That's those true. guys out and, of the church and, and throw and them brother. off the property, call the police and have them arrested and prosecuted. Brother, that's right, there's, what's, yeah, right there's why on the chart right now is why. That's what we're yeah. dealing again. And and I'll I'll take the God plus one is the super majority. Brother, I want to mm-hmm. be one of them pastors of the Black Robe Regiment. And brother, I just you know then going back to you and your wife, what a beautiful thing. The reason why you and your wife have this is because you do not violate each other's trust, each other's Amen. covenant in that. And the three-chord strand is uneasily broken. Some people need a natural perspective. Do you know that one Clydesdale horse can pull 8,000 pounds? That's four tons by himself. But when you, when you hitch the second one to it, it's not, it's not 16,000. It's 28,000 pounds, brother. There's multiplication in those numbers. That's what we're building towards, baby. That's what we're building towards. Hey, listen, uh, let me throw this in there real quick. Then, then uh, Richie, I'll bring you in just a second here. Listen, uh, I forgive my wife, and she forgives me. She doesn't hoard it over my head when I do something wrong. She forgives me. And some of you out there, your marriage is in a mess because you won't forgive. <laughs> I'm just going to tell you the truth. <laughs> you say, well, I, I forgive. No, you haven't. Huh? No, 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 no. Boy, you got a, you got a poisoned heart, baby. <laughs> you got a poisoned heart. By the way, against someone that the two of you have become one. And you say, well, he's all poison. Well, you knew what he was when you picked him up. Love him and serve him, or love her and serve her. But forgive and quit. Quit drawing your sword against your spouse. Stop it already. Amen, Rich. Come on, Rich. Yeah, I I would want to ask the question, what view do these pastors have? Because they're not even fighting for the children in the United States. They're not even fighting for, they're they're rich, they're not even fighting for their own children, protecting them against homosexuality and transgenderism. They're not even fighting for that. Fighting for a paycheck. Amen. Can we have that in the chat? I'd like to print that off. Thank you. Sure. Because it goes back to exactly what that the pastor in that patriot did. What did he say? Well, don't bring that in here. This is the house of God, right? That's that's the that's the attitude of these guys. That's the attitude of them. It's not that they don't care. They care. They just care about the wrong stuff. Southern Craig, come on in. You getting your food, Craig? Yes. yes, sir. Yes, sir. Man, thank you guys for the refreshing food with actual life in it. But you're you're all over it, Coach. When it became, we only got 
our biggest weapon, really, and I don't know how I learned it, but our non-compliance. Because when, when they put me in a position that they that know we're going to take possession of you, and I, I said, no, if you're going to try to do that, I'm going to become non-compliant. I don't care if you offer me a glass of water. I'm not going to comply with drinking it. And and then things just started happening, you know, and, and, and I got moved to a way better place where they, they respected your what I'd call personhood, and they also mm-hmm. had it on a piece of paper called personhood. Mm-hmm. So our noncompliance is really our, our biggest weapon. And was it Matt Truella? Man, it just really rang true. What is when when tyranny becomes rebellion becomes your duty? And it it just laid out at everything. And then you know, of course, brother Chad, you know, the, he he rang the bell. And then it was so, like uh, everybody. And Craig, let me people, ask you, let, let me ask you a question, Craig. Yeah. What's the reaction? What's the reaction there at the nursing home? They're loving it, Coach. They're like, really, they can't believe it, you know, because they're so used to people complying all the time, you know. And then they they got a lot of respect for it, a lot of respect wow. and a lot of love for it. Amen. Amen. Like, like one last yeah. time, I can't thank the huddle and being a part of it enough, you know. Thank you. Because when your I'll brothers find out, they come to the rescue and your sisters. And yep. uh, the the people, you, you guys can't even believe the impact you're making on the people here, too. It's like, mm-hmm. they're like, wow, people are, you know, they care. They're not just numbers, you know, they're people. Yeah, they're not just going to let you lay in there and rot anymore now, right? Somebody's looking over yes, at sir. you. They get it, yes, right? Sir. Yes, sir. They get it. Roger, come in. Sure, Roger. Oh, I was just going to say, Dave, there's there's two recent programs. Steve Bannon has a good program. Doug Hagman yesterday had a good program. I know you listened to at least one of those. This is an orchestrated collapse. It is, brother. It and is for sure. This is orchestrated, and this plays into preparedness. I know you're thinking about doing the Sunday night studies, and, and or not whatever you're going to do, call it is a great idea, but people have got to start getting prepared. Um, because if you don't have food in your own household, you're not going to be able to go out and do anything. You're going to mm-hmm. be hungry. But it is an orchestrated collapse that is taking place. We have a number of people who are in this queue who are good at preparedness. Chad's one of them as others. But I just encourage the queue, get your household ready. Hey, Roger. By the way, folks, I'm asking Roger, I'm asking you. Uh, can somebody tell me what the Republicans are doing? Not huh? a damn thing. What does that I mean, tell you, folks? What does that tell you? We're, See, going I, to, we're going to Ukraine to give them $40 billion for their people. And our people are having troubles right here on the border <clears> and with. I mean, we've all heard this, but it is, you must. It's not too late. Call Chad up. Get your house in order from a preparedness standpoint or you're just going to be fighting for food. You're not going to be able to stand for anything because you're going to be hungry. Amen. And, and folks, Amen. people in Washington, are all, hang on a second. They're all compromised. They're all compromised. And I was reading something a couple days ago. In fact, I was going to show it on the show and didn't get around to it. Uh, they get the, they get these people into Washington, D.C., these elected officials. And they get them in there and they invite them to a party or do whatever. And they drug them. They drug them. They put something in their drink, put something in the food. They pass out, they drag him in, they put him in bed, bring some woman in there, strip her down, some young girl in there, strip her down, take pictures, game over. That's what's going on. That's what's going on. And the rest of it is just a two-card Monty, just fake, just fake. 
of exactly what's going on. So it's time we have to turn our eyes off of Washington, D.C. That's not where our redemption is coming from. It just isn't, folks. Just isn't. Uh, Jack. Are you done, yeah, Rod? Yes. Your hand's still up. Your hand's still up, Rod. I don't know if you're done. Go ahead, Jack. You asked what the Republicans are doing. I'll tell you what they're doing. They're circling the wagons to protect the establishment's control. That's all they're doing. No, no, they do Roger, it, they because, do it very well. Because, Jack, they have cheated in the elections, too. Oh, yeah, they don't absolutely. want to. Do you get it? Do you the get it? Come comment on? was uh, on Craig. Um, Chris Ann Hall made a movie, uh, Noncompliant, and it's good. We got to learn mm-hmm. about nullification, noncompliance. Uh, yeah, and folks, listen, I want you to, I, uh, hey, this is up to you. You got to draw your own line in the sand, all right? You better draw, you better draw your, remember that song by Meatloaf? Because I would do anything for love. Yes, I'd do anything for love. And I would do anything for love. But I won't do that. So you you got to figure out what's your line in the sand. I am not doing that, period. And you better decide now because the pressure is going to come where they're going to make you do it. And so you got to draw your line in the sand and say, I ain't doing that. I, come hell or high water, I ain't doing that. And then it has to be an individual choice. Debbie, come in. Well, you know, the, the one thing on Craig's situation that I think is important is we prepare for ourselves, but we extend that preparation to other people when they're in need and they can't do for themselves or they're in that situation. The other thing is, is that in this place where he is, don't you know that all the nurses are taking notice that somebody's watching over him, that Amen. he's not just another patient. Somebody's watching over him really closely and taking action. So I guarantee you all the nurses know it. The uh, rehab administrator knows it. Uh, They all know it. And that's what it's about. It's like, no, 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 no. We're watching. Don't forget, we're watching. And in the least of these patients you may think this person might be, we are watching. Amen, Debbie. Folks, it's so so critical, man. So critical. Amen. Amen. Uh, Dr. Paul coming in, Kathy. Uh, great, Debbie. I just, uh, another part to that, um, Debbie is, uh, the patient next door that's being neglected. You may want to call people out on that one too. Hey, that's it. There you go. Hey, Craig, you hear that? Maybe I'll start, yes, maybe I'll start mentioning to your nurses. Hey, I've been noticing this and I'm going to turn my, my family loose. Yeah. Hey, man, I have a couple hey, times coach. coaching it and they took notice. Okay. Coach, uh, the, uh, could you bring up Luke twenty two thirty six? Luke twenty two thirty six. Hey, coach. Yeah. Can I just add one more thing? You yes. know, I had my had my truck delivered here, and I think I think this place was an act of God because I seen people that didn't have socks, and it, it, OJ brother OJ, I had his stuff, and and uh, remember Robert and Bella, I had some yep. stuff from them, and I was able to give guys new socks and some new T shirts and and. Mm. And praise God, it's just, you know, I don't even know how to explain it all. And OJ, wouldn't you, wouldn't you know, OJ, because I happened to look. OJ said, thanks, OJ. I just happened to have it open. 
OJ sent uh, OJ sent twenty bucks. He sent money to Craig. He sent twenty bucks to me. That's the way this thing operates. Doctor Paul, there you go. Let's see. And by the way, when I screw up, it's because I'm not reading the Bible. I'm not going back to it. And then I okay. get in a place. Anyway, I just this is a reminder about what's coming. Um, then said he unto them, but now he. He that hath a purse, let him A bank take account, it. Paul. A bank account. He that has a big bank account. Let him take it. Thank you. And likewise, his script. And he that hath no sword, let him sell his garment and buy one. Does everybody have a gun in this huddle? <laughs> yeah. If not, they ought to buy one, right? Uh, you know, it. the Bible isn't a soft argument, is it? It tells no. you what you need to do. It's life and death struggle, brothers. It's a life and death death struggle. And a life and death struggle for what? Not for your life, because I know where I'm going, but for the advancement of the kingdom of God. And if it costs me my life to advance the kingdom of God, there's a reward waiting for me. There's a reward waiting for me, friends. Rather than sitting here trying to, like it says up here, hug your purse, keep your money tight. Boy, now's the time to advance the kingdom. Good word, Paul. Kathy, then Myra. Hey, Coach, I got two things. The first thing is um, I went to the doctor. This is back when they were really uh, enforcing the mask. And I said, no, I'm not wearing the mask. Well, you have to wear that in this office. I said, well, no, then, you know, I'll wait outside. Mm -hmm. And she said, okay, you'll have to go wait outside, which I did. Don't you know that the nurse practitioner came out into the parking lot with her equipment and took my blood pressure and did it all out there? That's Is that one. right? Huh? So stand your ground. And the number That's two right. thing is my mom was in memory care and I was noticing she was losing weight. They weren't feeding her. And I said, wait a minute. She didn't eat any of her food. You put down that she ate 25%. I said, she ate nothing. And they said, well, we have to put down 25% even when they don't eat anything because then, then they'll say we're starving them. Oh, my, 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 my. Mm. So I would do anything for peace. Yes, I'll do anything for peace. I'll do anything for peace. But I won't do that. (laughs) Right? Come on. Myra. Yes, in regard to uh, helping each other and what uh, Craig is going in the nursing uh, home, Brother, I love you. Keep up the good work. We're reading James 5, 14, 16. If any sick among you, let him call for the elders of the church and Mm. let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. We are all, when, whenever somebody's strong in the Lord, we consider them elders. So we come uh, to you, coach. We come to the strong men and we, um, we come with a uh, a solution for the problem. Thank you. God bless you. And, Hallelujah. And oh, I got so I got so that was good for me, Myra. Thank you. Huh? Bless you, that Mark. That was for got... me, Myra. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. By the way, and Mark, thank you for. I'd already told you, brother, for what you what you gave last week. God bless you. Uh, it's all the glory to God, Coach. It's it's Him it. supplying seed for the sower and bread for food. Amen. It's fruit here, Brave. So look, number six, point number six. I got so much. I need a, I need an hour. I need a month. Number six. Because this is, folks, 
the, the wars on Christianity, right? The wars on Christianity. I hate to keep bringing this guy up, but this guy is the progenitor of, of a lot of what's going on. He, he's right. He's, he's, what's that guy? Klaus Schwab. This is his right hand man. This is Klaus Schwab's brain. All right. Do you get this? Do you get this? Yuval Noah Harari, Christianity has no true essence. We will see the emergence of new religions. A reset? Are you kidding me? I'll do anything for peace, but I ain't doing that. Okay, let's hear what old Yuval's got to tell us about where they're going to take you as you sit on your ass in your church. Go ahead. human beings, the ability to hack humans, to understand deeply what's happening within you, what, what, makes, you, what, what, what makes you go. And for that, the yeah. most important data, or at least my religion is eternal, it never changed, the Judaism did not change at all since the times of the Bible. Religions are really made by humans, not by gods, not in heaven. Christianity has no true essence. Christianity is whatever Christians make of it. And Judaism is whatever Jews make of it. And they have made of it very different things in different times and places. So if you adapt Christianity to dealing with the questions and the technologies of the 21st century, it can still be very relevant. We will see the emergence of new religions uh, you can call them techno-religions, religions based on technology and not based on a belief in God or in, in, in a holy book. Um, and from that perspective, you can say that the most interesting place in the world uh, for religions today is not the Middle East, but it's Silicon Valley. Google and Facebook and Amazon are creating not just new gadgets, they are really creating new religions in the sense that they make all the traditional promises that religions make, will bring you happiness, will bring peace, will even create paradise and give you, and you live forever in paradise. But here on earth, with the help of technology, and not after you die, with the help of supernatural beings. Um, and actually, this is not the first techno-religion in history. You can say that the first techno-religion in history was socialism that arose in the 19th century in, as a result of the Industrial Revolution. And you have Marx and Engels and later Lenin and Trotsky and so forth coming and saying, okay, forget about the Bible and all that. We will create paradise on earth with the help of the industrial technology. I think that religions are extremely powerful in the world today, but they are far less powerful than they were 300 or 1,000 years ago. Mm -hmm. uh, most of the traditional fields that religions dominated in the past, they have lost them to, to science, to technology, to new institutions. Religion, traditional religions today are much, much weaker than they were in pre previous ages. They still have influence, but they, if they don't adapt to the new conditions of the 21st century, they are going to continue losing their influence and to, to new institutions, to new movements. With all the current issues on our agenda, 
we tend to forget that we are in the midst of the fourth industrial revolution, which accelerates global change in much more comprehensive and faster ways than the previous three revolutions. And you see, the difference of this fourth uh, industrial revolution is it doesn't change what you are doing. It changes you. If you take a genetic editing, right. uh, just as an example, it's you who exactly. are changed. Yeah. And of yeah. course, this has a big impact on yeah. your identity. We need to realize that humans are now hackable animals. You can hack them. A good two-way communication system, direct communication system, between brains and computers, this is kind of a, the, the watershed moment. I mean, once you have a good two-way, nobody has any idea what happens after that. Well, I think maybe in a couple of decades when people look back, the thing they will remember from the COVID crisis is this is the moment when everything went digital. And if, this, is, this was the moment when every, everything became monitored, that we agreed to be surveyed all, all the time, not just in authoritarian machines, but even in democracies. And maybe most importantly at all, this was the moment when surveillance started going under the skin. I think that the big process that's happening right now in the world is uh, hacking human beings, the ability to hack humans to understand deeply what's happening within you, what, what, makes you what, what, what makes you go. And for that, the most important data is not what you read and who you meet and what you buy, it's what's happening inside your body. So we had these two big revolutions, the computer science revolution, or the infotech revolution, and the revolution in the biological sciences. And they are still separate, but they are about to merge. History is truly at a turning point. We do not yet know the full extent and the systemic and structural changes which will happen. However, we do know that global energy systems, food systems and supply chains will be deeply affected. But the fourth industrial revolution is actually changing ourselves. It's changing not only what we are doing, it's changing who we are. The fourth industrial revolution will lead to is a fusion of our physical, our digital, and our biological identities. Smartphones and governments using that technology uh, and a greater threat of surveillance. Can you talk to me about this? And do you think ultimately this is a, a good or a bad thing for civilization? It could be good, but we need to be very careful about it. What's happening now, it's really a watershed in the history of surveillance. First of all, we see mass surveillance systems entering and being adopted in democratic countries, which previously resisted them. Secondly, we see the nature of surveillance changing from over-the-skin surveillance to under-the-skin surveillance. Put it in the chat. Yeah. Right now, put it in the chat. And I'll do anything for life, but I won't do that. We'll see you tomorrow.